Hello everyone, Brian here from Franchise Simply. Delighted to have you back again for one of my infamous franchise radio shows. And I'm joined today, today by, it wouldn't be fair to say infamous, but one of my famous friends from the franchise sector. Um, and uh, with Jan Timms, Jan is someone I've known for a long time. We bump into each other at various FCA events and different things like that. And she's had some amazing experience with the organisation she's worked with. She She basically works with franchisors, helping them to identify what she calls, I think appropriately, the silent killer traps that lurk around every franchise system. The things that hold your you and your system and your franchisees back from success and, and cause the common sorts of issues and questions that pop up. And so she's taken time out to write a superb book, which I'd recommend to anyone. And we're going to delve into that today. It's called Ultimate Franchising Success Formula. And... Uh, uh, with with that, what uh, Jan's done really is to absorb all her knowledge from her business called Get Smart Services, and she's got another one. She's very very much into training and support. So Get Smart Learning Academy. Um, so with her quarter of a century of experience, she's really brought that in here, and uh, plus the research that she's done into putting the book together and for the clients she works with, and she's got an amazing list of iconic people she works with in the franchise sector. Listen to these. There's some veterans here. Snap Franchising, World Worldwide Printing, Time Zone, uh, MBE, Hack and Send, Quick Copy, King of Cakes, Country Fried Chicken, Mailboxes. Just, that's just some of them. So some really significant brands there across a range of different elements of franchising. Uh, Jan and I can vouch for the fact she's passionate about what she does and she's keen to share even more the sort of powerful evidence-based model that she believes franchising is. And uh, this has all emerged really from a PhD research that she did within the sector. So, Jan, lovely to have you along today. Welcome. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be here. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to a little bio we strung together there? I think you said it all. I think you said it better <laughs> than I could. Thank you. Not at all. So what we're going to run through say, is is is... Um, I suppose, with regards to your book, The Ultimate Franchising Success Formula, it's it's quite a significant contribution, I think, from the point of view of uh, to the franchise sector. It's it's building on your years of experience in the sector and, as I say, your PhD research, which I'm sure went into quite profound detail. What, what drove you to um, embark on the research in the first place and then draw up the, uh, <laughs> the, the energy and the presence to write the book? Um, well, I guess it started from sheer frustration, um, you know, from, from my own time working for franchise brands and then since 2011 with Get Smart Services working with franchise brands, it always seems to be a huge challenge to get franchisee partners to participate, to get their buy-in, to get them to engage, and more, more importantly, to get them to take action on the strategies and the initiatives that the franchisor is trying to implement that are really designed around helping them become more successful at what they do. But, you know, what, why is it so difficult to, to get that buy-in? And, um, you know, talking to other people in 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 the franchising world, and it just seems seemed to me that it, this was a really widespread issue. Um, and quite a fundamental one. So um, for whatever reason, I decided to embark on this PhD research study. And that was what started off as my research question. 
was, you know, what, trying to find out why it was so difficult. Now, that actually evolved much beyond that because as the results started to come in, we not only found that, yeah, the issue is widespread. It's why there was not a single um, franchise brand that I interviewed or spoke to that didn't struggle to some extent or another. But the, that's just a symptom. The causes behind it were the, the thing that came out that was really interesting. And I guess that's a beautiful thing about academic research that I kind of didn't bargain for. I was just looking for some simple answers. And uh, seven years later, we've got the ultimate franchising success formula. So it was the, you know, the, the things behind it. And, and it became far more of a holistic model for success that prevent, you know, that, that basically gets rid of that, um, that, that issue to a certain extent. Well, the things that you can do to, you know, to 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 make sure that you've got engagement and and a action happening. So, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So perhaps we'll go through some of some of this um, to, to, to sort of expand, if you like, and and uh, have a, a bird's eye view into some of this knowledge that you've 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 drawn together. So perhaps when it comes to the the five elements of success, could you share a bit of that with us? You know what you what you call very appropriately. The silent killers. Um, share your journey through that with us, if you could. Okay, so essentially, those five elements for success are first of all being incredibly rigorous about making sure that you only bring the right people on board, and then making sure that you gather all of the valuable knowledge that exists within the franchise system and capture it and protect it and share it by creating that dyna dynamic knowledge bank um, I like to describe that as almost becoming a knowledge creation engine because knowledge is really the only sustainable competitive advantage that a franchisor has um, you know that's what we do in franchising so you know really making sure that we um, that we we gather all of that and, and protect it and share it having a healthy culture making sure that we use collaborative communication is is also really um, really important and supporting franchisee partners with that structured field support system. And then the fifth element was finally making sure that we become a learning transfer station, that we, we make sure that we um, the knowledge that we have captured is actually transferred and, and implemented and becomes action. You know, it, 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 um, it actually changes things and changes people's behavior. So those were the five essential elements for optimal success that, that came out. Sounds really simple, doesn't it? Why yeah. isn't everybody doing it? <laughs> Amazing how the critical stuff does, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, so looking at that, you said that um, the prime one, the way you've described it here, and I'll just read it because I did, did write this down, failing to fanatically follow a unifying vision to develop successful franchise partners. Uh, what 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 are the essential ingredients there? You've spoken about having unified vision, knowledge creation engine, etc. What are the essential ingredients you see that you need there? And um, I suppose and expand a bit on what 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 it is that stops it from being implemented across the board in the way it's intended to be. Yeah, well, it's about getting everybody on the same page. Our sole purpose, everything that we do should revolve around that vision of developing successful franchisee partners because that's what drives our economic engine in franchising. 
Um, you know, if we haven't got successful franchisees, then we haven't really got a business. And so that needs to become a litmus test for every strategic decision that we make. It needs to be um, a way that we kind of challenge ourselves um, when, we, when we're making decisions. Is this going to really help our franchisees become more successful? Is this going to help develop them? Or is it just something that we want them to do? And the, you know, the kind of, of, of decisions that you see, I mean, there was one particular case study um, in my research that, uh, that was continually making decisions that were not necessarily in the best, best interests of franchisee success. They wanted to be more corporate. They wanted fancy new premises. They wanted to expand overseas. They were, you know, they had these ambitions that are legitimate ambitions in many ways. But the key thing that needs to drive everything is franchisee success. And because they lost sight of that, their franchisee partners became disengaged. They didn't, um, you know, they didn't get involved with the, the, the um, programs and initiatives that were supposedly there to help them succeed. And you just got this massive divide happening and, and things went on a really sharp slippery slope of decline so you know it's, it's kind of sad to see so it's yeah that key key factor if i was to say the number one key critical success factor in franchising is the franchisor's ability to develop thriving wealthy successful franchisee partners now that's that's what it's all about it is and, and, and the classics the people in the industry or the sector um that really understand this fundamentally you know the, if we, we look at the the John O'Briens and, and even going back to our old mate Jim Penman Jim's mowing, you know, that was always when I worked with him back in the goodness, the early 90s, that was his driver. That, yeah. that was his focus. And uh, say what you like about Jim and his 45 franchise groups or whatever, but the fact is he, he hit that nail on the head. And Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's an icon. He's an absolute franchising icon, isn't he? He's a legend. Fascinating. He's tried everything. <laughs> so he's a, he's a good case study for lots of things you probably don't necessarily suit your model. But, uh, yeah, you know, a couple of words come to mind when you talk about that and about thinking about your franchise partners first. It's a, it's a term that we've used in business generally is being franchisee-centric. Yeah. In other words... I've, I've read some studies, people like Bank of Queensland, who reinvigorated their whole business model, and they did it so that every decision that's made by everybody in the organisation, every question is, is this customer-centric? Mm. And it's amazing when you get that mindset, then it, you automatically think about that. It's like having your key values, you know. Um, in fact, I guess it is one of your key values. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I describe it as a unifying vision. It's a, you know, it's it's a the vision of developing thriving, wealthy, successful franchisees is what should unify every single member of the franchisor team. You know, that's that's really what it's all about. It is, and that's the key to understanding franchise culture. So, I guess, I guess we share a, um, if you like, a vision, but also a little bit of a. Uh, I, I spent a bit, bit of a passion there in trying to impress upon the sector and get more and more people to engage in that element of it. Um, you know, the franchisee, the franchisee comes first, the franchisor follows. It's as simple as yeah. that. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love the way you describe that. Really, really lovely to hear it. So what what gets in the way you think um and, and from your research that enables another one of your silent killers, which I think is rather an interesting one. Number eight, it was lack of rigor about having only bright stars on board. Yeah, yeah, that one is um, is a real killer. You know, it's, it's often said in franchising that, you know, anybody with a wallet and a heartbeat was um, able to come into this system, especially in the early days when you're trying to get established. And it's, you know, it's very tempting to to really just just take anybody when you when you're trying to get get something going but it always 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 comes back and bites you on the bum down the track if um if you don't have the right people on board and you know sometimes you hear it said that you know our most valuable assets are people well I, I kind of disagree with that our most valuable asset is the right people who is it good to great Jim Collins in his book good to great you know it's not just just the people it's it's making sure that you've got the right people on board and being rigorous about getting the wrong people off board you know it's um when you when you recognize that and um that discipline is um you know again it, it, it's huge so what gets in the way I suppose it's you know short-term gain probably um sometimes it's look we just want to move this particular franchisee on and so we put somebody else in and, you know, we've maybe got got a situation that's even worse or certainly, you know, not not um, not really where we wanted to be. Yeah. So, um, no, that's that's kind of some of the critical aspects of that. Like if you break a leg, it's just going to take time to set and heal. You know, you, you can't just uh, go out and start running around in five minutes just because you've got a bit of plaster on. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Talking, talking there um, reminds me of Jim Collins about his comment about leadership and the key leaders in the studies he did. And I mean, he's done an enormous amount of study and I yeah. anyone to go to Jim Collins and have a look at his website. He's got some amazing stuff, tremendous books, but great little videos and things. But mm. he's a common factor amongst top business leaders, CEOs, um, wasn't drive, it wasn't energy, it wasn't communication, it was humility. And yes. I think being humble, is something that a lot of people, we see it in growing businesses of all sorts. We've seen it in franchising like everywhere else. Suddenly people start taking off the business grows, 30, 40 outlets, and suddenly the franchisor gets that mindset that's all about them. And it's so wrong. And it's such a shame to see because it's a waste, isn't it? But anyway, yeah. we're on the ego track, but it's a very real one. And, and so fr from your point of view, thanks for sharing that up to here, but um, what, what recommendations do you have for franchisors to stay aware of those temptations that, that do enable this silent killer? You know, it's like it's like washing your hands these days and wiping them on a cloth when you go to the supermarket trolley with your COVID. You know, you do those little precautions <laughs> and it all sort of helps. So what are, what are the, the COVID precautions you recommend for a Well, I guess there's two, almost two parts to that because there's emerging franchise systems and then there's established franchise systems. So with starting off with the established franchise systems, it is relatively easy to identify who your top performers are. We know who our, our stars are in, in, in any franchise system. And so it's a case of, of having a look at those um, top performers 
Um, it's a basic research principle. We compare and we contrast, you know, so what are the things that the top performers are doing that those in the lower performing range are not doing? And um, and then identifying those in terms of behaviours. So I'm very much into, you know, the, the behavioural side of things. It's how people behave. It's how they act that, um, that, that makes a difference. So it's not about how intelligent they are or what that personality type or, or that sort of thing. It's actually about the, you know, the actual behaviours. So if you can identify the, the key success behaviours of your top performers, then you've got a, 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 a you know you've got you've got the the um the know-how that you need to be able to replicate them so you can turn that into a part of your selection process for new franchisee partners you can use behavioral interviewing based around questions on on those um those keys you know those those factors that you've identified you can also use it for your field support system so that you can um actually try to to replicate the success behaviors through those that are maybe not performing as well. And also you find that not everybody's doing everything right. So even amongst those top performers, they're not all doing the exact same thing. So they can actually all become more successful by, 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 by sort of looking at some of the things that they're not quite doing yet as well. So that's key. That's great. If you're an established system, what does an emerging system do? You know, that's where it's more, more tricky. And for that, I would say um, I've done this um, research exercise for quite a number of, um, of franchise brands. It was part of my PhD research as well. Um, and so I have got some starter points. So with my um, learning programs, and even, even in the book, I've got um, areas where it, it points to, you know, you can get these starter kits. And and that that gives you a starting point if you're emerging. So take what the what the success behaviors are in in the other more successful franchise brands across the world and and let's use those and then fine-tune it as you as you as you get going so yeah you made part there where i know you do get involved which is the field support officers or field managers because uh, that's where the continuity and the life expectancy of the business is affected hugely because they're the people that ultimately once everyone's done their They've been recruited, they've been trained. I'm sure you have your conferences every year or whatever, but it's that field support person that's going to be having that regular contact with your franchisees. And that's the critical reason why they are so important. And uh, that, that if there's one area that you shouldn't skimp on, I reckon it's your field support. because you Absolutely, know. absolutely. High-caliber field support. Um, following a structured system, not just out there making um, – friendship calls and uh, socializing and you know because there's a there's a, a little bit of uh, too much of that that, get, that goes on sometimes it needs to be a really structured system for field support that is applied rigorously across the board um and strategically you know strategic structured field support is a, is another critical element for success absolutely so i mean i, I know you 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 get out and about you know, with the different organisations you work with and for, and you know, you're you're a you're a regular attendee at all the conferences and so on and so forth, and the the uh, the chapter meetings, etc. So, in, in attending those, I know you're someone with your ear to the ground. Your PhD gives us evidence and proof of that. So, um, I suppose, w which of the five elements you've referred to 
seem to continue to surface as, as the biggest priority continually. So one of the things that bubble up to the top with franchisors, um, particularly when you look at the way business is evolving at the moment, um, you know, with the rapid increase in tech and, and circumstances changing and so on. So rather than me answer the question, I should put it to you. <laughs> yeah, look, they're all equally important. There was no one aspect that stood out more than the others. You really need to get them all right. So the the right answer for that is again if you're an if you're a, an established system working through the priority setting part of it so you know the first um component of the e-learning program that i've uh, put together to 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 support you know putting the message in the book actually into action the um the first component of that is all about identifying your own silent killers um, and setting priorities because you can't fix it all and it's about eating the elephant a bite at a time you know like that that's um so so tackling it at bite-sized chunks and um and and getting some some early wins some things that are a, a bit easier to chew to to um put into place and and then working on on all of the other aspects as well it's ideally I would like to see a franchise, a franchisor put their team through the program together and implement it and, and work um, concurrently on, on different aspects because that's how you're going to get greater momentum. Again, it would be very hard for one person in the franchisor team to to try to do this on their on their own. So um, but yeah, it's definitely that priority setting. Now, if we're an emerging franchise brand. That's another, um, you know, the issue, and really, it, it it all needs to be done. But making sure that you've got your um, dynamic knowledge bank before you even get started is 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 a critical one. So that that comes in at um, I think element number two. But you know that, and then making sure that your selection process is 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 rigorous and and right from the start. Those would probably be the two things up front. Um, and establishing the culture right from the beginning, it's much easier to establish a, a new culture than it is to try to change one. So, so um, you know, just keep keep going at that. And then the field support and the learning transfer station, um, you know, come into place as we start bringing new franchisee partners on on board. So, it's a little bit more linear, perhaps, with an emerging system than than an established one. Jan, I love your energy. You communicate brilliantly and and concisely. And uh, we've, I, I think, we we pretty much covered what I had down as my questions here. I'm wondering. I've certainly got a little bit more grilling to do. I'd like to know a bit more about what you're offering because I think whilst we we're not a sales platform here, I do think that uh, I passionately believe in what you're doing. I'd like to give people the opportunity to tap into a bit of your knowledge. But are, are there other points you'd like to add? perhaps to our conversation you think that um uh, would, would be of interest to people i just think the the motive behind this book um the motive behind even embarking on the the, the phd people used to ask me why are you doing this at your age no i mean i was 
I was close to 60 when I started, <laughs> admitting that publicly. And seven years later, we're, we, we've well and truly passed that milestone now. So, you know, why do something like 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 that at, at, at that stage in life? It wasn't for personal ambition. It was a genuine need and desire to find some answers. And what I ended up with, I felt was just so valuable. I mean, it's, it's a formula that I wish I had when I started out in franchising 25 years ago. I really do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a model that clearly um, identifies the differentiators between the strongest, most successful franchise brands and those in the ordinary lower performing range. And, you know, that's that's something that is too valuable um, in the franchising world to leave gathering dust in a PhD thesis in academia land. You know, like who's going to read that except for other academics? And it does get read a lot because research gate pops up at regularly. Oh, somebody's just downloaded your thesis. Somebody else has just downloaded your thesis. Great. But I want it out there. I want the message out there in the real world because I think it's got huge value. And I guess that's, you know, that's what what drives me and um, that's why I wrote the book and that's why I've created the Get Smart Learning Academy because it's a message that needs to be shared and I just think you know so many people could could benefit from it so absolutely yeah, so. yeah I, I'm 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 over 60 as well that's another confession uh, <laughs> it's not a hard one to extract but I I do believe just from other people that I watch and read the Paul Duns and others of this world that really do have so much value to share is because of their experience. You can you can make observations at a younger age when you're 30, 40, even 50, but you know, until you've really been been traveled around and uh, traveled across the franchise sector or anything you, you specialize in, you you accumulate that level of experience, which I think then translates into wisdom. Uh, and I'm not saying that with ego in mind, it's just that you then do have real, uh, you've got real mileage under your belt to be able to share with people. And uh, and it, you, as you said, your your passion's quite transparent. And that's what gives you that 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 passion to share it because it becomes a, a, a selfless sort of thing, I think, where you just want to get it out there. You you picked up that knowledge. And, and I really appreciate that. So I, I know there were people wanting to learn a bit more about what you do actually offer to people. Um, which I'll certainly make a note of and circulate through other channels as well. But perhaps would you like to just expand a bit about how people can learn a bit more about your ultimate franchising success formula there, Jane? Yeah, certainly. I mean, for a start, anybody can buy the book if they want to. It's it's available on um, on Amazon. Um, you can get to it through my website, uh, which is www getsmartservices.com.au so there's a link to there's a link to it from there so that's that's quite easy there's also a free resources vault that um that goes with that that um has got some of these things that that will help um to implement it so that may be all some people need to do or the starting point but what i've found is that you know a lot of um a lot of the 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 franchisors that have read the book and 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 sort of giving me feedback said yeah it's just so much to do it's this is really really um difficult to do on our own so that's why I put together the Get Smart Learning Academy which is a self-paced learning and coaching program um that is designed to to actually help 
implement the the success formula. There's no time on that. I hate these programs where they say you've got to be finished in nine months and that's it. We cut you off. No, it's basically um, there for a lifetime and you can do work through your own priorities at your own pace and get the uh, benefit of, of coaching and support and feedback on your action activities, um, you know, all the way through. Um, and I think, as I said earlier, my ideal situation would be for a franchisor to say, well, let's put some some key people from the, uh, from the management team together and we'll work on this concurrently because you get real momentum going then, you know, that, that, that really gets those engine cogs turning and, cranking and and moving faster and faster to get that um you know that that huge momentum happening absolutely and, and if you're engaged with this energy that you can hear on this podcast then um if you go to uh to jan's website getsmartservices.com.au i'm sure she'll be happy to have a chat you could book a little call and have i suppose what jan refers to rather nicely as a virtual coffee meeting so <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Look, and the reality is, much as we try to do stuff on our own, you know, you get stuck at that level of success where you can't grow beyond that glass. In fact, it's more than glass. It's a stainless steel ceiling. If you don't learn the process of delegation with authority, you're not going to grow. The, the Jeff Bezoses and the, and the, and the like world, they haven't got up there just by doing it. They do it by being smart at getting good people and training them and having systems that for them, tens of thousands of people can replicate. If you can create a system and document it, so your franchisees, whether they're in the field using their phone or whatever, they can access that information, then your chances of success are multiplied probably tenfold. So, uh, but hang on, this is Jan's interview, not mine. So... <laughs> <laughs> we do share this passion so um we could talk for hours but um tell me anything in, in wrapping up jan you'd like to say i've i've sort of i think i've sort of i've sort of squeezed all the knowledge out of you but i know that's not true but uh anything else spontaneously you'd like you'd like to add i will say that the book is worth a read right that's number one point to anybody and also those um uh the the other accessories that she's got that are available there. There's some useful tools, which are well worth yeah. in their own right. So, uh, um, so yeah. Anything else to wrap up? Oh no, I just say um, I am starting some an idea of running some um, web classes. So, if anybody's sort of thinking that they'd like to know a little bit more, but not ready to really jump in and, and commit to the the full learning program. So I've got the next web class is coming up on the 21st of March. It's a two-hour web class. And I'm you know, more than happy to offer a, uh, a discount to any of your listeners to, uh, to that one. So it's, it's, it's $97, but $50 discount using the, um, the promo code GETSMARTNOW. Um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll secure that for that $47 mark. So... Um, yeah, encourage people to to get involved and and join in with that if they can. And the other thing is the uh, the FCA national conventions coming up in the Gold Coast in in May. I have um, committed to a uh, a pod there, so I'll be there and I'll have books for sale and I'll have um, you know some some information and information to share about the uh, the Get Smart Learning Academy and the the learning programs and things like that too. 
Look forward to seeing you there. And and as people would understand, this resource here is is here for eternity, really. Um, so if you're looking at this in 2024 or November 23 or 2026, just check out on the website because I'm Jan, Jan will I'm sure have you know many subsequent courses that she'll be running. Uh, so catch up with a date that's current for you. So with all that, yeah. I'd like to say, Jan, thanks. It's been lovely catching up with you. I look forward to seeing you again fairly soon, face to face. Isn't it lovely to be catching up face to face again? Oh, it is. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but you know, we can teach ourselves to smile looking at the Zoom cameras. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, so this has been terrific. I mean, a lovely chat. I hope that all of my listeners here. Hope you got some notes. Push this on to other people, you know, share it amongst your community, share it. There's no secrets to hide. Share it with your franchisees and other franchisors and business people that aspire to franchising and people that don't get it because this is where the secret source is. So having said that, um, been tremendous having a chat, Jan. Lovely to catch up with you and uh, leave this with all of you with the message. Um, do listen to this, do, do, uh, do explore it. And we'll catch you again very soon with our next Franchise Radio Show. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Fantastic. Yeah.